What's up, uninspired family? It's your boy Andres Tagliaferro, aka Tags, and welcome to Pour Over, the podcast mini series under Uninspired Podcast, where it only lasts as long as your morning, or before lunch, or after lunch, or evening coffee. That's right. We're only about 15 to 20 minutes long per episode. You know why? Because I know y'all have very valuable time. Okay, it's not because I'm lazy and what I want to do anymore. Nope, that's not why. And if you think that's why, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because that's not why. Sorry, I'm like trying to fix this really quick. Okay, we're back, we're back in business. All right, so I know I haven't posted in a week, which is weird. Because I wanted to post like twice a week, at least twice a week. You feel me? But before I forget, I do have a cup of coffee with me today. So let's go ahead and raise the mugs up. And take a sip. Ah, that's good. Okay. So, I need to ask you guys something. This is very important, okay? Are you guys addicted to coffee? Because, you know, I used to always tell myself, Tags, you're not addicted, bro. Come on. What is this? I could stop whenever I want to, man. But no, I, I clearly can't. Um, I made a podcast about it. So I want to speak on that. I want to know y'all's thing. Like, okay, do y'all just get a little headache when y'all when y'all don't drink coffee? Are y'all completely not addicted to coffee? Not dependent on it at all for bodily functions past 10 a.m. <laughs> if you are that way. You haven't been drinking enough, you know, but no, seriously, I'm kind of concerned because the other day I started getting these like little eye twitches. Okay. I know it's weird, but I was like, man, maybe it's because I've been editing so much. I've been grinding. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just being in front of the computer too much. And then of course I Google how to stop eye twitching because it's annoying. It doesn't hurt or anything. It's just annoying. Like you feel it and it's very subtle. It's not like my eyes spazzing out. I'm not about to like die, but the first thing it told me to do is to to drink less caffeine. But I got a podcast named Pour Over, my dude. I cannot stop. But yeah, I just want to know, are you guys kind of highly addicted? Or maybe not. Maybe y'all just drink. Maybe y'all don't like to call it an addiction like myself. You know, I just have a really good relationship with the coffee bean. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know when where to go from here i'm just playing i got points i came prepared but yeah let me know please i don't know dm me post a story and tag me in it that uninspired podcast and let me know are y'all addicted to coffee because i know i'm not the only one but anyways that's about that uh anyways uh shooting alone for me is is almost therapeutic. Now let me let me let me give you some context. So for me, you know, I'm a photographer slash videographer slash graphic designer. I do a lot of stuff, but photography has always been this therapeutic, like just put your headphones in and go shoot thing that is just unmatched. You know, I, I relate it almost to working out, and I really think that it's very therapeutic. It's especially when you got them headphones in. And you locked in, you're doing street photography, which is something else why that we're talking about, too. I guess, I guess I'll tie it in here. Because this really is only when it comes to street photography. 
But going out and shooting in the city with just your headphones in for one to two hours, just trying to look for cool shots is so therapeutic. You're listening to whatever my podcast, you know, that's a good thing to listen to. Or you're listening to, I don't know, any artist that you like. Take another sip. It's the best feeling ever. And if y'all have never shot street photography, which is literally just taking photos of the city or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm sorry. I just triggered so many street photographers. That's not all it is. But, you know, it's it's fun. And I think it's something that you should do. Let's say you're just a portrait photographer. That's what you got into. It's what you like. Um, well, with portrait photography, there's always tension between the model or client and the photographer. And maybe not tension, not like a struggle to shoot, but like there's always there's some direction that needs to happen. There's communication that needs to happen with street photography. It's literally just you and yourself and trying to outdo your shots from the last day or the last week or whenever you shot last. So I think that this is so freaking fun to do. It's like whenever you would play like racing games growing up, Need for Speed, and you're trying to beat the same lap or whatever, trying to get your best time. I think I think that's how street photography is. It creates this inner self-competition deal that's it's it's so fun it's so therapeutic because it's just you and your thoughts and your creativity and i think it gets you in tune with wherever you are if you're in the city if you're not let's say you live in a suburb and you don't really have access to it first of all every city has or at least every suburb is a suburb of a city of a downtown i know grapevine for example you know it's very suburb but they have a little old town that you can go and shoot and if for some reason yours doesn't like you literally live miles away and you don't want to make the drive which is completely okay just literally going outside and taking photos of whatever it is it's the best feeling ever so i want to encourage you guys if you're especially if you're one of those portrait photographers or you only do like like i was you only do client work and you're you're, you've seen yourself getting caught up with work work and you're missing that spark that you used to have when it comes to that i i suggest going out and just shooting just having fun with it um i think that's different than going out with a friend and taking portraits um but yeah that's just my opinion i think it's something y'all should look into street photography is fun and it's a whole new avenue especially if you've never done it before it 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 really opens your horizons and shows you what you can do with just yourself and a camera and just a landscape or whatever but yeah that's it and i was gonna make the whole what the my chair i was gonna make the whole comparison to shooting alone versus shooting with people and the difference between that but i think i kind of went into that already so we talked about my eye twitch we talked about everything else that's gonna be it no i'm playing um something i want to talk about is the introduction to dark mode to instagram and how that affects us photographers um, especially the ones that love that that thrive on Instagram, get clients on Instagram. That's your portfolio. That's your baby. How does this affect you? And should it even affect you? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's 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 an app, right? It's a social media. It's a website. It shouldn't affect you that much. Well, here's the thing. For me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, who parked? <laughs> for me, having that white background was wasn't like necessary but i remember part of my process is when i'm done editing all the photos bringing them into photoshop with a white background and making sure it pops from the white background so it stands out when people look at it like that's just something i always did that's was the last step before i posted was making sure it pops on a white background 
So I thought to myself, and, and, and again, this is why it could be a plus or a negative. I mean, majorities of people, majority of people's default Photoshop or Lightroom is dark gray um, or the default color it is. I think it's like a darker, maybe a little lighter gray on Lightroom. But um, that matters. You know what I mean? If you, it, where you, The surface you put your photo on matters to the overall look of the image. That's why there's frames with a matte outline uh, or you know those frames that just have like a white square around it um that's why that's that that's a thing like black and white photography looks really sick on that because that's created or it's known to please the eye a little more when black and white photography is on mat you know when you go to print your pictures that's why it says are you or when you get get frames it says do you want matted frames or not that's what that means and i'm telling you because i just found out i know i just called it the outline thingy <laughs> but um you know i think with it going into dark mode it does change, at least for me, the way I edit for Instagram. Does it, is it going to change my client work? Is it going to change anything else? No, probably not. But dark mode gives it that black. And I ain't talking dark gray. I'm talking black, glossy black, jet black look. And I'm going to be honest, photos be popping off that background. And I love it. But one thing that I think looks really sick with a dark mode. And the thing about this is it's subjective, right? Because not everyone has their phone in dark mode. Um... And I don't even know if Android can do that yet. Because I know for me, for example, I, I don't have the... Well, I didn't look for the setting that says switch to dark mode. When my phone was natively in dark mode after getting iOS 13, Instagram natively shifted. I don't know if that's how it works for y'all. Or if y'all, I can actually shift it. But regardless, I decided to start doing the whole matte look on Instagram. And it was, it was, it was kind of hard for me because I've seen a lot of people who do that... Um, I don't know, man. It feels like, and this is me, and this is a, a really hot take on this, but I always felt like people who do that were kind of just adding aesthetic to their photo because they didn't feel their photo could speak for themselves. And that was my mindset on matted photography, at least on Instagram. You know, I'm not going to talk about in galleries and stuff. They all basically, a lot of photography has matte on it or the matted borders, but you know, on Instagram, I always had that feeling. And then I saw my favorite photographer start doing it. I saw Samuel Elkins start using that, the borders. I saw uh, Evan Ramped. He's this YouTuber I, I ran into a, a while ago, but I never really paid attention until recently. He does it. And I used to think it's, okay, well, it's just adding aesthetic to a photo because you feel like your photo doesn't add it enough. And, you know, I'm just being blunt and honest. When I would see people who did that who aren't at their level, I would always see that it's okay. It's just they're trying to make it seem high end or like classier than it is. But the more I looked at Evan Ramp's work and I looked at Samuel Elkins' work, I feel like it's not for any other reason than to enhance the focus on the actual photo. And I don't know if I'm making sense here, <laughs> but what I've noticed is. When you have those borders, you really do look at the color of the photo. You really do look at the everything surrounding the subject in the photo. You do look at the landscape. I feel like you can see a little more of everything with less. Um, and maybe I'm tripping. Maybe maybe I don't know what the freak I'm talking about. Um, but after doing it myself even, I realized that, yeah, even for me, um, it makes me focus on the subtle things in the photo as opposed to just being a really 
shallow depth of field shot with 1.5 that looks clean on whatever the freak you put it on no it, it enhances the the experience especially on the dark mode i feel like my my page on dark mode looks sick <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not trying to brag but with the dark mode and the white borders it just i feel like it pops a little more and honestly a little a little hack for you if you're having trouble finding your look or even if you feel like you're boxed in and you, you, you have your own look and people like your photos because of it. Um, I think the canvas, that's what I call it. It's like, it looks like a canvas border or whatever. The map border let, allows you to kind of switch up according to the photo as opposed to just editing for your timeline. Man, I could talk for hours on editing for your timeline, which is something I did and I do um, and I'm trying to break the habit of. But I realized that a lot of my editing i'm looking how does it compare to my other my, the rest of my body of work on my feed or whatever instead of looking at how is this single photo beautiful in itself what does it feature in it is it just a cool sexy edit is it just another post is it something invaluable or is this a photo that somebody wants to print and have in their home as a staple of look at me look at my apartment look at my house this enhances my house. This captures my emotions. This embodies my character. Is that what I'm trying to show? Or am I just trying to post for Instagram for engagement and for likes and for opportunities with clients? That's a question I think we should all ask ourselves because before I started doing this canvas thing, I guarantee you every photo on my Instagram wasn't for the photo itself. It was for the look of my feed. So when people saw my feed, they were like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Oh, my God. But even now, after it's been, you know, years in the making Instagram, everybody has a feed like that. You know what I mean? So I think for me, this shift, because if you guys follow me at Trinity Tags, y'all know. Hold on. Thirsty. If you guys follow me at Trinity Tags, y'all know I made this shift. And, uh... You know, I'm not going to front. It's gotten less engagement than all the other ones. Um, and I think it's because of that. But I feel like I will have a lot more people see a photo of mine, pop up on their explore page or whatever, pop up on whatever. Be like, oh, dude, I want to print that. That would look sick in my apartment. You know what I mean? And not just for my talent or whatever, but because it's it's a good photo. And I'm showing with those borders that I'm not trying to connect it with the rest of my work. It's a disconnection from all and everything else in my portfolio. But that's something to think about, I feel like. You know, I think we're hitting the 15-minute mark. And before we really get uh, end this, I, I want you to ask yourself, am I shooting for me? Should I be shooting for me? Or am I shooting for my Instagram followers for likes and comments? For, oh, that's sick on a comment. You know, am I shooting to add value in the, in the world of art? Or am I shooting to simply get a reaction from people? Now, let me tell you something. A reaction and an action are very different. A reaction is an initial look at something. And it fades. But an action that they take afterwards might change their life forever. But that's just me. 
um, ranting about the changes I've made. And I encourage you guys, especially if you're street photographers, it's a very good look for street photography. If you're black and white photographers, especially. But even if you're not, Samuel Elkins, one of the greatest portrait photographers I've ever freaking, I was about to say met, but I haven't met him yet. I've ever looked at or seen his work. He's doing it now. And it adds, you know, and not, not just a little aesthetic to make up for mistakes. No, it adds focus on the actual photo itself. It makes you really look from border to border. But yeah, don't shoot for reactions. Shoot for actions. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's really all I had planned for today. I wanted to talk about that. Speak a little bit on it. I hope if you're drinking your coffee, for me, it's in the afternoon. I'm, I'm recording this around 4 p.m. Um, I hope you got to drink more than I did because I definitely didn't drink any coffee. I drank like, I had like three sips. And I'm very look. I'm, I'm really looking forward to drinking that. But I hope you enjoyed your coffee. I hope it was a pour over, not a French press like me, because I'm fake. And I hope you guys liked um, my takes on the coffee addiction, how it's affecting me. You know, I probably I, and, and and to give clarity on that, if y'all made it this far, y'all actually care about me. So here we go. You know. I have stopped drinking as much coffee. I think the reason that iTwitch was even introduced is because I was on a little week of like drinking like five to six cups a day. I'm drinking like one or two now. Then we talked about shooting alone and why it's therapeutic. And we finished with making the shift to matted border photography. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could, I could go on about that. But you should be done with your coffee by now. Or maybe you're not. I don't know. But yeah. Follow me at Trinity Tags. That's my personal page. You can see all my photography. Um, follow me at Uninspired Podcast, um, where you can stay updated with the podcast itself. Um, and yeah, let me know what your favorite part, what you took away from this was. Um, let me know if your coffee was good. And again, do y'all have, are y'all addicted to coffee like me? Be honest. I need to know. I have some friends out there, some uninspired fam that's also struggling. But yeah, love you guys. Have a great day. Whatever you're doing today or tomorrow, crush it, and you got it. Believe in yourself, because you have a God that believes in you. All right. Peace out, y'all.